Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvin. For the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes today truly unique. On this episode, we examine the events that occurred May 13th. I first found out about this story during a late night viewing of Unsolved Mysteries, which I stand firm in my belief that should only be seen late at night with no other sounds and preferably an uncovered window just to your right or left, really just near you. It is important that the window is uncovered so that when you hear stories of killers or aliens or escaped convicts, you can look over at any small noise and hope not to see anyone. I'm off topic. Anyway. In the spring of 1916, three kids, cousins Lucia dos Santos and Francisco and Jacinta Marto, were with their sheep in a meadow. They were all under 10 and I don't know if that's really important, but it was everywhere that I read, or everywhere that I read mentioned it. It began to rain, and the three kids hid in a cave so they could wait out the storm and the return of the sun. While there, they ate lunch, prayed the rosary, and played games. A short while after they began to play, however, the wind suddenly began to gust, and there was a bright white light. From this light, a cloud appeared, but it wasn't just a cloud, it was a man-shaped cloud who spoke to them and said, Fear not, I am the angel of peace. Pray with me. The angel then bowed and knelt, and after the children followed his actions, he said, My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon of you for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Then he rose and told them, Pray this way. The hearts of Jesus and Mary are attentive to the voice of your supplications. And then he was gone. Pretty crazy, right? Well, it happened again that summer. Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco were playing near Lucia's home, and the angel appeared and criticized them for playing and not praying. I guess they must have just misunderstood him when he said pray. The angel told the children to sacrifice, and when asked how they would sacrifice themselves, he responded, Make everything you do a sacrifice. The angel named himself as the guardian of Portugal, and told them to accept and bear with submission the sufferings the Lord would send, then vanished. I'm going to let you sit with that one. Wow, you say. That's kind of weird. Is that all? No. The angel appeared a third time that autumn. When they saw the angel, the three children started praying. This time, the angel held a chalice, which had a host of some kind hanging over it that was dripping blood into the chalice. The angel spoke and begged for the conversion of poor sinners, then gave the host to Lucia, and the contents of the chalice, the drops of blood, he gave to Jacinta and Francisco, saying, Take the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, horribly outraged by thankless men. Recover their sins and comfort your God. And then once again, he vanished. So seeing three apparitions of an angel calling itself the guardian of Portugal is pretty crazy. 
and to have it give you communion is insane. This alone would be enough of a story to be today's topic, but it's not. Something new happened. The year was 1917, and on this day, May 13th, the Virgin Mary appeared before these same three children for the first of six times. On the first of these visits, the apparition took place on the property belonging to Lucia's parents, which was roughly a mile away from Fatima. They were playing when suddenly two flashes of light occurred and then appeared before them the Virgin Mary. Lucia would later say she was dressed in a white that was brighter than the sun, and that her hands were together as if in prayer, rested on her breast. Hanging from her right hand was a rosary, and the children would say she didn't appear to be happy or sad, just serious. She radiated light, and they were only a few feet away from her when she spoke to them. Do not be afraid. I will not harm you. I am from heaven. The Virgin Mary told the kids that she had come to ask them to return to the same spot at the same time on the 13th day of each month for six months. She would then tell them who she was and what she wanted, and then return a seventh time. Lucia asked if they would go to heaven, and Lucia and Jacinta got the okay, but Francisco would only get in if he said many rosaries. The lady asked if they wished to offer themselves to God to endure all the sufferings that he may be pleased to send, and they responded in the affirmative and were told that they had much to suffer by the grace of God. It was upon saying these last words, the grace of God, that for the first time she opened her hands, which emitted a most intense light that penetrated our breasts, reaching the innermost part of our souls and making us see ourselves in God. Who was that light? more clearly than we can see ourselves in the best of mirrors. Then, driven by a deep inspiration, we knelt down and repeated inwardly, O most holy trinity, I adore thee, my God, my God, I love thee, in the most blessed sacrament. A moment later, Our Lady added, Pray the rosary every day to obtain peace for the world and end the war. Then she rose into the sky and disappeared. From May until October 13th, the figure appeared to the three kids every month on the 13th, and the whole event became something of a spectacle and a pilgrimage, all except for August when the children were arrested and thrown in jail. According to testimony, they were consoled by the inmates and led a rosary, and then an interrogator threatened to boil them to tell their secrets. More on that in a moment. Which they did not. And then after their release, the children witnessed the lady on August 19th. So the secrets. In July, on the third visit, the lady spoke of a prophecy which came to be called the secret. It was in three parts, the first two being revealed fairly early on, but it wasn't until May of 2000 that the third part would be spoken of. The first part of the secret was a horrifying vision of hell and an urgent plea by the lady for acts of prayers and sacrifice to save souls. The second part prophesied the outbreak of World War II and the request from the Virgin Mary for the consecration and conversion of Russia to the Catholic faith as a condition for world peace. We'll talk about the third in a moment. By October 13, 1917, 70,000 people stood in the rain as Lucia asked the lady what she wanted. 
She responded that she was the Lady of the Rosary, which had not been revealed up until that moment, and spoke of her desire that a chapel be built on that spot. She spoke of the end of the war, World War I, and told that she would grant some cures and conversion, but not all. When asked if she wanted anything else from the children, the lady replied, no. She then opened her hands and launched a bright light to the sun. Lucia shouted to look at the sun, and it began to turn and shoot out bands of light that covered the trees and clouds and rocks and sky and even people. The sun then returned to its normal position, then appeared to fall onto the crowd as they fell to their knees and begged for mercy. While this was going on, the children saw the world being blessed, and the crowd's clothes were dried, despite the ongoing rain. This event came to be known as the Miracle of the Sun. Francisco would die April of 1919 and Jacinta February 1920, and they were beautified in 1970. So let's talk about the third secret. Lucia wrote it down in 1944, and that letter was placed in the care of the Holy See, which might be the Pope, and instructed that it not be opened until 1960, which it was, but unlike the other secrets, was not revealed initially. When the letter was opened by Pope John XXIII, some say he fainted because it stated that the Pope would betray his flock and open the door to Satan, and that he would become the anti-Pope. Some believe that it speculated on the chaos of the Catholic Church and predicted widespread loss of faith, starting in the 1970s. It is now known to be something else. On May 13, 2000, the Vatican told the world that the third secret foretold the assassination attempt of Pope John Paul II in 1981. The Holy Father passed through a big city half in ruins, half trembling, with halting step, afflicted with pain and sorrow. He prayed for the souls of the corpses he met on his way, having reached the top of the mountain, on his knees, at the foot of the big cross, he was killed by a group of soldiers who fired bullets and arrows at him. While this doesn't match 100%, the lone gunman said he was driven to attempt the assassination by some divine plan, and Pope John Paul II said he believed the Virgin Mary deflected the attacker's bullets. It goes without saying, though, that some people believe a conspiracy is here, and that the Vatican did not release the full secret. Lucia would go on to become a nun and receive one final apparition, the 7th, in 1925, in her convent cell. She died at 97 in 2005, and her canonization is currently under review. I'm not religious, but I find stories like this interesting because I don't really know, honestly. I think it's just part of the unknown element of the world, and in death in particular, that people will see what they want, and will believe what they want, and will put their faith in what they want. Religion is tricky because you have so many people believe, and in reality it often comes down to a case of, they said, I was the only one worthy to do this, and so if you don't see them, it's just because of you, and you don't believe strong enough, and I'm totally not lying, and you have to trust me and believe me. Wars have literally been started by disagreements over who was right and who was wrong, and like I said, honestly, I don't know. I guess in the end, it really just comes down to this. Believe what you want, just don't be a dick about it. That's going to do it for us today. 
If you like this episode and want to hear more, give us a rate and review that helps me out and helps me steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.